This is News Talk 980 CKNW. 8.14 on this Sunday morning. Thanks so much for being with us. Well, there has been a big increase in the number of foreign students at many colleges and universities here in British Columbia. Langara College has seen a five-fold increase since 2014. And there are some growing concerns, a couple of instructors speaking out about the pressures to pass students when it comes to language skills, when maybe they haven't met the skill level needed. And joining us to talk a bit more about this is Langara College English instructor, Peter Babiak. Peter, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me, Joe. Uh, this was a story Douglas Todd wrote about this in the Vancouver Sun. Uh, it was you and another instructor quoted in the article. Uh, maybe walk us through uh, your decision to talk more about this and what you face as an instructor when it comes to, to passing students uh, when uh, with language uh, in l- the languages in English skills. Um, the story came out, I believe, uh, my colleague Anne, uh, the other instructor at Langer, who spoke to Douglas a couple of weeks ago. Uh, she had been con- she had been communicating with Douglas about uh, various issues that he's been writing about in the last couple of uh, months in the Sun, uh, and then it, we had Anne and I together had talked about it and sort of looked for some analogies in terms of our own student population, uh, mostly having to do with Douglas's uh, pieces on foreign investment and real estate market and things like that. And um, well, for us, I mean that's obviously not a depressing issue. The pressing issue was how students, uh, especially in the last two or three years, I believe, uh, we've seen a a fairly dramatic increase in the number of, in the proportion of foreign language students in our first-year English classes. The problems, uh, insofar as the pressure is concerned, have to do with, um, it's a composite, it's a a big composite of kind of ideas or uh, facts. Students pay a lot more tuition. Foreign students pay a lot more tuition than, than Canadian students, and so it's understandable that they're under a lot more pressure to, to get a passing grade in the classes that we teach. And so you know, they're, the pressure is coming through them uh, to us indirectly, and I wouldn't say that they're, they're certainly not putting us to the screws. They can't, don't have the capacity to do that. But they do, um, the number of students that have, uh, have sent, you know, pleading uh, begging me- emails to instructors has has increased. Certainly, in my case, uh, the the day was it last week or two weeks ago when I spoke to Douglas. Um, for the longest time, uh, I had received four or five emails from one particular student, uh, and I had never received that before. I had never had four or five begging and pleading emails. I mean, these emails, uh, these communications, and sometimes they're face to face as well. They come to your office and, and beg you for a D grade because if they don't get the D grade. They're going to have to pay two, three thousand dollars in tuition for your class again, and then they won't be able to go home. And this will sort of uh, it'll it'll play havoc on their immigration and their and or their their residency status or what have you. And so that's basically the issue, and that's how this, the issue started off. And that's why Anne and I, Anne Moriarty, and I both um, decided to speak to Douglas publicly about it. Uh, so how do you respond when you get to email or, like you said, in person to somebody pleading with you uh, to get that passing grade? That's, that's, <laughs> that's a good question. I, I don't even know if there's a simple answer to that. Um, what I had told Douglas was that this is, and this was admittedly a form, it was a strong-worded way of putting it, but because I had spoken to him the day that I was receiving these emails, I was finished teaching my summer term and I was entering my, my grades, and uh and I guess some of the students were seeing these grades, and they were, uh, they, I, I suspect that they knew that they were going to fail. 
Um, but they will ask you a few of them, not not a big proportion, but I would say that about 20, 30% of my students were, were uh, foreign students this last term. Uh, and of them, you know, a, a good many of them uh, in individual classes uh, were begging and pleading. And so my response is it's really hard to deal with that sometimes. I mean, it's not psychologically traumatic or anything because I've been through this kind of thing before every term. But the degree to which they will appeal to emotions, the degree to which they will cry in your office, the degree to, to which they will ask you, please, 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 sir, you know, please uh, push me over to a D. And that's essentially the core issue that some of these students were getting. In one case, I, I think it was a 29% was the final grade. Um, and in other cases, it was like 40, 41%. But, you know, D grade runs from 50 to 54.9 or something like that. And they will ask you to, you know, the proverbial question, you know, what can I do to make you pass me in this course? And, I mean, short of doing nothing, you, you just have to sort of turn on the, uh, the blinders and, and put on your cold face and your cold instructor's face and say you will never resort to emotional um, manipulation. Uh, it's not manipulation on their part, but that's certainly how it's, it's felt on our parts, I think, on the parts of instructors. Uh, is there is there a test that students have to take to get into the class? Because it seems like it's it's unfair for everybody involved. If somebody's taking this class but doesn't have the language skills to understand the the literature to to understand the material and, and therefore can't pass, I mean, does it is it this is there should there be more screening in in who's even allowed to take the classes? Uh, my answer to that question would be yes. I mean, decidedly yes. Uh, now, the screening process, I believe, is... I, I'm not as well-versed in that as uh, as I am in teaching the classes that I do teach, but there are screening tests, there are language proficiency tests and um, uh, language entrance tests, uh, uh, but there are various ways, and I believe my colleague Ann spoke to this in the uh, Douglas Todd piece last week. She had said that there were, or intimated that there were various loopholes, I guess you could call them. It's almost like tax loopholes. You can go to one school in the Lower Mainland and take a take a class, and then it will transfer to a class at Langara, for example. And a lot of the students, the foreign students, uh, mostly in the last two years, they have been coming from uh, from India. <clears throat> After uh, Chrissy Clark's uh, uh, India trade mission or junket or whatever you call it from, I think it was 2014 or 15. Uh, where all the college and university presidents went with her. In any case, the, a lot of the students come to the Lower Mainland. They will take a class. It seems to me that they will take a class, the first entry-level class, at the easiest possible institution, the institution which has a reputation for, for um, you know, for lack of a better word, for giving passing grades rather than making them earn it. Um, and then they will piggyback or they will hopscotch to another institution. And so this happens quite a lot, uh, that students who come to my class, uh, they may have may not have written the language test that gains entry, a blanket entry into Langara, but they come armed with another credit from other institutions, which is by Langara seen as an equivalent, um, a sort of equivalent, it sort of gets them in. And that's, to my knowledge, how they're, uh, how a number of the foreign students are uh, gaining access to first-year classes. Because I, I, I agree with you. I think that it's, you're correct when you say that it's unfair. It's totally unfair when you 
when you are expected to teach a first-year university transfer class. This is a first-year university college-level course in English literature and essay writing, and you're expected somehow to squeeze in an entire class in, in grammar. Uh, a lot of the students simply don't know, and again, I'm not faulting them for this, that they simply don't know what a simple sentence is or a complex sentence. They, and, and these are things that I would imagine most your, uh, high school graduates uh, uh, from BC do know or should come a little, they should come with this kind of a degree of proficiency. I say to my class, uh, every beginning of every term, I'll say to them, you should know, before you take this class, you should know the four basic ty- types of English sentence, simple, complex, compound, and compound, complex sentences. And uh, you should know them in the same way that you come with the knowledge that there is something called addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division, that those four functions in mathematics. Students should know those. And I think students should know these four types of sentences, at least at a rudimentary level. Otherwise, you are taking a lot of class time uh, to stop what you're supposed to be doing and sort of playing catch-up in the middle of the class. And, and that is going to cause, that's going to have an effect down the line. I can't imagine that that isn't an effect that is being felt already at some of the uh, larger institutions like SFU and UBC, where a lot of our students uh, at Langara end up going. Um, it is really lucrative for schools to have international students. Like you said, they pay more in tuition. Uh, how do you see this playing out? Or do you see a solution where international students are still welcome and come to these schools, the schools benefit, but we don't have this problem of students feeling that they need to plead and beg to pass when it comes to language? Um, I'm not an ESL instructor, and I guess that's the problem. Um, I, I don't have any formal training in ESL classes. Uh, the, again, the problem is that a lot of the students will come and will say, well, please, again, uh, please pass me because I am an ESL student. But my response to them is I can't. Uh, and frankly, to be honest with you, I know in my own case and in cases of my uh, fellow instructors that people have, you know, pushed students through when they're at the borderline area, like 44, 45, you know, if it's in the 40 range, I can imagine a lot of instructors might, in fact, I feel compelled to nudge them through the 50 to 54 percentage level to, to earn themselves a D or to earn the students a D. In terms of how it's playing out and how what can be done, I guess that's what you're asking. I can't imagine anything more than uh, hiring more instructors. I mean, a lot of my students in the class, in the, the class, for example, that I just finished teaching a couple of weeks ago, or the classes rather, in two of them in particular, this is uh, English 1100, first year level uh, English class. I could imagine uh, there was probably 25 to 30, 35% of the students in both of those classes who could have been taken out of those classes and put into a uh, remedial or a pre-class. Uh, th- this would involve, of course, hiring other instructors, and that's part of the, uh, maybe part of the problem. There's a spatial, we're at Langara, we're under severe spatial constraints. We don't really have the classroom size, the classroom numbers necessary Uh the classes are already chock full, uh, hire more people to teach them, and then I would be happy to teach. I mean, I have some of my, I think my top student this year in all four classes was a foreign student. Uh, so not all of them are certainly falling through the, you know, the grammar cracks, but some of them are. I can't see another solution other than to get them, to get the foreign students who want to come to Langara, uh, kind of remedial class instruction whereby they are wherein they are they are given 
like a grammar boot camp, you know, like four months of instruction in terms of this is what a definite article is. This is how you use a and the. This is what a simple and simple sentences. This is what a dependent and independent clause is, those kinds of things. Those kinds of things are the problems. Those are the issues that are uh, causing the problems with their grades. It's simply all grammatical. Uh, but the grammatical problems are going to cause the problems in the classroom discussion, in the comprehension of some of the more advanced literary terminology that you need to use. You can't really explain figurative language or irony uh, when a student grasps or grapples rather with understanding you know subject verb object constructions in a sentence it's going to make it that much harder i can't see a solution excuse me jill um except for perhaps hiring extra instructors to teach extra classes so when Langara saw the, the 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 uh the numbers increase drastically and I can't remember the percentage that Douglas wrote about, but that percentage, uh, five or four-fold increase in the last few years, the, that should have been met with a five or four-fold increase in the level of instructors. And I think we've seen more instructors at Langara, uh who teach ESL classes, and absolutely, that's what should be done. That's what needs to be done. All right, Peter, we have to leave it there. We're out of time, but thank you so much. I really appreciate uh, you coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Jill. I appreciate it. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.